Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Hey guys, hope you're having a great day. I've got a great conversation for you today where I welcome Yuval Mann. And Yuval's got a 
super interesting story and I thought it'd be great to have him on to share it and help unlock some things with our listeners and to let Yuval tell you in his own words, he says that during his 20s, he carried a lot of trauma, shame and guilt around his sexuality and relating to women due to his upbringing in an extreme Jewish Orthodox community. He left that community and then embarked on a journey of discovery into letting go of the shame, the blockage, and everything that was holding him back. And that's exactly what we talk about today. And since then, he's become a bondage artist and an intimacy educator. And he's been doing that for almost a decade now. And his story is super powerful. And to me, it gives you a lot of hope because there's a lot of shame around sexuality, even if you didn't come from a fundamentalist religious background. And Yuval's story shows that you can overcome that and then dive deep into your sexuality. And he shares how to do that, some tools to make that jump and to explore. And I really enjoyed learning about little bit more about bondage as well, some specifics that Yuval shares and how it can be so valuable to your relationship, creating more eroticism, especially in long-term relationships. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's conversation as much as I did. And as always, thanks so much for tuning in, telling your friends and family about the show and leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes. I really appreciate it. So hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Yuval. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much. It's my absolutely my pleasure. So today I want to dive into your work as a bondage artist and intimacy educator, but I thought a good place to start would be having you share your story and background. Obviously, it's a unique story, how you got into this, where you came from, and then we will dive into the other stuff. So how did you get started as a intimacy educator and bondage artist? Sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's a real pleasure. My story started, I used to be a Jewish Orthodox, fundamentalist Jewish Orthodox. Um, if, if you know what it is, you probably saw them here and there. Um, I didn't grow up in the beginning of my life like this, but my, me and my family, due to my father getting really sick uh, with uh, cancer, we moved and became Jewish Orthodox. And I spent most of my life, pretty much from the age of 10 to the age of 18, most of my um, growing up years, in various Jewish Orthodox um, institutes. And as wonderful as it is spiritually in, in some ways, it was also a very restricted environment when it comes to uh, relationships with other sex, and when it comes to a lot of things in the day-to-day -day life, as you can probably imagine, a fundamentalist um, community. Um, when I left the community, when I was about 18, I joined the army for three years, as it's mandatory in Israel where I grew up, where I'm from. And right after I finished, the, literally a day after I booked a plane ticket, and that was 2012. Since then, I'm traveling. 
pretty much constantly. And I think that the restrictions that I've experienced as growing up adult, especially during puberty years when you really are curious, you know, and literally your body is searching for, you know, information for the other sex, for what is being a sexual human being in a, in a body in this lifetime. And I had nothing around it. Like I was in boys only institutes. Um, masturbation was highly forbidden and considered a great scene. Um, and so I had no, no sources to draw from and I had no idea. And so as I was leaving the community, I was really finding myself in a secular world, pretty clueless of, you know, how to communicate myself um, physically and sexually and intimately with other people in a way that is constructive and healthy. And so I had to learn everything myself and I started reading out of books and this whole happening was really, really pushed me to dedicate my life to the exploration of human sexuality and the relationships between sexes, the relationship between genders, the relationship between human beings and sexually, intimately was really a huge fascination of me, of mine. And so this last almost a decade that I was, I think more than a decade that I was traveling around, I was really dedicating my travels to going around the world and every city or every country that I'm arriving at, exploring the sex positive um, scene in the, in the place. And so from fetish communities to BDSM communities to bondage communities later on, when I got exposed to that beautiful rabbit hole um, of Japanese bondage art. And this is pretty much what I was doing in my free time. Professionally, I was doing a bunch of other things as a digital nomad. And pretty much since I started traveling in the beginning, I just did just whatever I could to get by and keep traveling. And slowly I started uh, building my own businesses online. But I never thought or dreamed or planned on you know, working with people one-on-one -on -one in groups, facilitating workshops or, um, you know, building courses that are about sexuality and relationships and intimacy for people. It was never a plan. I was really doing it for my own sake, for my own good, for my own curiosity. And so I studied under a lot of teachers, a lot of masters in various schools of thoughts um, when it comes to sexuality and intimacy. And then finally, only two years ago, um, around where the pandemic started, actually. Um, an incredible coincidental turn of events um, and a lot of people asking for it brought me to finally start sharing my content. And I started sharing it all over social media and people happened to really like it and ask me for um, help, for more, for, from consultation to facilitation of workshops to a bunch of other things, sharing what I learned um, throughout these years. So I'm not, I've never, um, you know, got any degree or any, anything professionally from any institution or anything like that. Um, but I guess people prefer the, the hands-on real life experience um, over the professional scholarly um, knowledge. So yeah, and here we are. Well, thank you for that primer. And certainly, Sharing your story and, and your experience would be very powerful to people that have a lot of shame or just 
resistance against exploring their own sexuality. You come from the extreme version of that, you know, with a, a religion and culture that it was very much suppressed, as you said, a sin for a lot of these things to even think about more or less do. So I guess we could start there. And, and I'd like you to share with our listeners, if someone is feeling shame around sexuality and maybe they come from a fundamentalist religious background, maybe they're in it now, or maybe it's just kind of the built-in shame, especially in, in Western cultures around sexuality, how they can start to explore their sexuality and release some of that shame and then explore the outer realms of it as you have. Okay, sure. It's a wonderful question. And um, maybe a good place to start is a bit of a, <laughs> a, bit of a vulnerable um share on my end i remember being about 14 15 just around puberty maybe a bit after and being in a boys only institute as i mentioned and naturally having wet dreams you know as as you and the listeners probably know um semen coming out of the body can either be a natural you know occurrence while you masturbate, either to porn or to whatever fantasy you have, or if you don't do that because it's highly forbidden in your culture and considered a great scene, then it comes out in sleep. You know, so you have wet dreams and it will come out in sleep. And so that happened. And there was no precedent to that for me. There was no context for that for me. Like no one ever spoke about it around me. Um, and I only knew that masturbation is a sin, so I didn't do that. And so obviously it would come out at night and it felt really good physically, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a sexual experience, but I felt, I, I remember waking up in the morning after wetting my bed, um, after a wet dream of, so, of sort and feeling incredible shame. Um, and, and like I, I did something really, really bad, really wrong. And I remember I would run to the mikveh, which is the Jewish bathhouse that you go to to purify your body, your soul. Um, so it's a very religious bathhouse. I would go there right away, running away to the to the mikveh and, and washing myself and praying to God all day to forgive me for this natural thing that was occurring in my body that I had no control over. And so this is a pretty extreme example but I'm sure a lot of people from various backgrounds and religious or fundamentalist uh, communities can relate to that to some degree in a sense that when on one hand you have been told that, you know, the first scene, sexuality, the first scene, and even if you haven't told it is a scene in certain cultures, no one even talk about it. So naturally you feel a bit shame, awkward. And even if it's not coming from your culture, in the household, very often kids are, have been having sexual experiences or, you know, pleasure in the genitals in a very early age, sometimes even pre-puberty. Um, and their parents just either like tell them, don't do that, you know, or like smack their hand or like tell them like, don't do that or never talk about it. And so there is this like cloud of mis mystery and shame and awkwardness around sexuality which results in, like you mentioned, incredible layers of shame. For me, the process of getting out of that was nothing short by simply throwing myself into the water and 
experiencing and opening up, you know, so either speaking about it more openly, make doing some research, sharing my experiences with my spouse, with my partner, with my friends, having discussions, talking about it, linking up with communities that are sex positive and more open on sexuality, communities that can support my growth and provide me a platform of openness and spaciousness and lack of shame around sexuality. All of these things done over the years really, really helped me heal and heal my shame and get to a point in which I carry my sexuality like I carry my body because they are inseparable. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month, and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, 
pay period max and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And for someone who is struggling with that, or, or that just sounds very intimidating, what are some of the things that are actionable, like self-talk? I know you, you said sharing it, going to those communities, but how about the internal dialogue with yourself as you experience it or what you would encourage someone to sort of tell themselves in order to, to take that leap, to share openly and to feel more comfortable? Of course. Well, like everything, it all starts with awareness, you know, mindful awareness to what what is going on in the in the in our mind, you know. So as long as some of our thought patterns and feelings are staying unconscious, they are you know, detecting some of our actions in life. So as long as this shame is just lurking in the background without us being conscious about it. It's detecting how we express ourselves sexually in the day-to-day life. So the first step is to become crystally aware, crystal clear and aware on when those shameful thoughts are coming up. So how am I feeling in certain moments when I'm aroused or when I masturbate or when I'm making love with my partner and I notice these shameful thoughts coming up or, or, or patterns of thoughts coming up, becoming incredibly aware of them. First of all, because the moment you become aware of something, you make the unconscious conscious, you automatically made it so it doesn't have the same power over you anymore because you can watch it. There is this certain disassociation from the from the thought pattern, from the from the shame. So when you are aware of the shame, without rejection, without judgment, without trying to run away from it or forget about it or reject it or suppress it, just simply becoming aware of that shame. That in and of itself is the most powerful thing that you can do. Now, looking at a step further, when you are in the act of making love or self-pleasuring yourself or simply getting aroused or feeling a sense of noticing a sense of shame coming up, recognizing it for what it is and loving it for what it is. Most of the suffering that is coming up from shame or any other uh, emotion that can come up like anger or hurt or any kind of painful emotion that we experience as human beings doesn't come from the emotion itself. It comes from our resistance to the emotion. So there is nothing wrong with having shame because having shame in it of itself doesn't have to determine how you will behave in your life. You can have shame, be aware of that and still be a very open, very loving, very expressive sexual being while being aware of your shame. It doesn't influence you as much. And so a wonderful thing that people can do if you want something even more actionable than just becoming aware is before you even express yourself with a partner, something that I really love giving some of my clients to do is something that I call mirror work, which is basically being naked in front of a mirror and giving yourself pleasure and really looking at your body and looking at your body getting aroused and looking at the whole happening and moreover than just the physical form, looking at and noticing all the emotions that are coming up as you are giving yourself pleasure. Oftentimes when we are with a partner, there is another human being that makes things a little bit more complex. So when you're with yourself, just you and, and you giving yourself pleasure, 
exploring your own body, exploring your own arousal, exploring your own sensations. And you notice what is coming up. And usually all this shame that you're holding into is coming up there. And you look at this shame and maybe some body part that you like less and you're a bit more shameful of, like the size of your or shape of your genitals or things of that nature that a lot of people have a lot of shame around. And you simply become aware of that and give love, unconditional love to every thought that you're having, every feeling that you're having, every body part that you're looking at, every bit of who you are as a beautiful sexual human being. Um, I found that to be a very powerful practice. Those are great actionable tips, Yuval. Thank you for sharing. What would you tell someone who is interested in exploring bondage or you're saying like in your travels, like exploring all these different sexual communities? Right now, we're kind of just talking about you know, base level, getting comfortable with ourselves and our sexuality. And that's super important and fundamental. But then as we go to explore, now someone might want to explore bondage and, and then there's shame around that. And, and you've given us some great tools to think about that. How can they just figure out what it is that they're into and trying different things? How did you approach that? And how do you teach that? Bondage is not something that I teach particularly. It's just a fascination of mine. Um, it's my art. It's something that I love exploring. Um, I got initially curious about that um, with one of my past uh, partners. Um, and then later, like she brought it to my attention because she wanted to get tied up. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Let me explore a little bit. So I watched some tutorials on YouTube and like connected with some uh, people I knew that are into that kind of stuff and went to a few workshops. But it wasn't until I was in Tokyo for business um, for a few months that I got to see a proper show by some, some of the most known um, masters of rope. Um, and I was fascinated. It was just so beautiful. I couldn't take my eyes off just seeing how outfully he was balancing harshness and softness and how aware and incredibly sensitive he was to every breath, every movement, every skin shiver of his model, the, the girl that he was tying up. It was just, the whole thing was just so aesthetic and beautiful and, and just, wow. So... Then I got really fascinated about it. And I actually went and, and studied under that master for a while um, in his studio, just one-on-one. -on -one. And I think even though I don't teach people bondage specifically, because I don't you know, um, regard myself as a rope master, it's rather just um, a hobby of mine, but I do teach people a lot of what rope taught me about intimacy, about sensitivity, about this beautiful balance that you want to integrate in any lovemaking session or any any sexual exploration with someone, which is how to balance polarities, how to balance harshness and softness, how to balance, balance dominance and devotion, how to balance, you know, these polarities of feminine and masculine that's light and dark, the polarity that real attraction is actually made of. You know, if you really look at it, what really makes something attractive between people is not how similar they are, it's actually how different they are. 
you know, different in their bodies, different in their mind, in their desires, in their fantasies. This is what makes it interesting. This is what makes the spark. And so Rope taught me a lot about polarity and how to do it in a way that is safe, how to do it in a way that is constructive and helpful and, and loving um, and also incredibly erotic and, you know, sexy. And this is something that I that I do uh, integrate in my work and what I teach people, regardless if they are specifically curious about rope or not. Now, if some of the listeners are curious about exploring some rope footage, the last couple of years, the last five years since, since I became um, really curious about it, it seems to me that the rope scene really blew up. There are a lot of artists out there. It's enough to just write in Google Shibari. You can search for Facebook groups in your area and you can go on um, King's social media like FetLife and search for events and rope workshops and rope teachers in your area. And almost in every city that I've ever visited, there are there is a vibrant community of rope people. If this is what you want, it's really easy to, to find yourself to get into it. Um, but yeah, I thought it would be more interesting to speak a little bit more about why I was fascinated with rope and what, what it taught me. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the polarity that you mentioned and how it, it seems like bondage and the rope art creates that polarity. So maybe we could do it through that context. So why is that polarity important and attractive and how is that created in these different sexual art forms and experiences? Sure. So to me, it seems that there is something inherent in human nature that has to do with power or playing with power or desiring to play with power. And you can see it in all layers of, you know, societal structures, but specifically when we talk about sexuality, it's not a secret that for millennia, humans have been experimenting with power dynamics in the bedroom in a way that creates incredible attraction and eroticism and polarity. There is always this power dynamic going on, you know, and well, a lot of books have been written about it. To me, it sounds that to me, it seemed that it's something definitely inherent in our, in our nature. We are seeking this kind of stuff and we can, you can see that, and polarity is very important in a sexual relationship because without it, there is no attraction. Minus and minus, plus and plus, they don't attract, they, re they reject each other. So you can see it in couples that maybe are very familiar with each other and they know each other for a long, long, long time. And they are companions, beautiful companions. There, there is an incredible intimacy between them, but the fire of eroticism is very dull. And the reason for that is because there is no polarity. They are so enmeshed with each other. There is no polarity anymore. There is no mystery. The eroticism and mystery um, that is being created by having polarity is just not there anymore. And so some of the things that people have been practicing for a long, for many, many, many years to enhance polarity in sexual relations is things like power dynamics, things like BDSM, bondage, fetishes of all sorts, and um, role plays, all kinds of things that enhance or give a platform or structure for people to play out different power dynamics in the relationships and create some ecstasy that 
you know, you found ecstasy and attraction and eroticism. This is a beautiful and very enticing thing for a lot of people. Now, in the many years that I spent in the BDSM and fetish community, um, and I went pretty deep in my exploration and my curiosity, um, I've learned a lot of incredible things. Something was missing. Something that only that I, I only found when I got into rope bondage. I don't know how to explain it exactly, what was that thing, but I feel like just the rope itself as a tool allow a much more versatile, much more, almost, it's this perfect combination of soft and hush in the same time. You know, it's, it's, you need to be a little bit involved in these spaces to fully understand what I'm saying, but this will come across as clearly as I can. In BDSM and fetish, there is a lot of use in bondage that is made of leather, and in all kinds of things that are made of iron, and if it's like bloggers, so all kinds of um, tools to smack, to spank, to create all kinds of impact. And it's very much focused on one-pointed impact and, um, and materials that are very cold to the touch. And somehow in a rope, I find this like very beautiful balance of, yes, it can be very harsh and painful because it's, it's a rope you know it can be extreme a little bit sometimes but at the same time you feel like you're being a hug and that beautiful balance for me is a beautiful representation of what i mean when i talk about polarity this perfect between harshness and softness that create this very unique form of ecstasy that you experience only when you're hugged in rope or only when you're giving rope to someone. And um, so this is for me what was so special in, what was so special specifically in bondage. It's versatile, it's perfectly balanced. And also the whole, the whole scene of how rope session is happening is so much more of a dance than what I usually experience, experienced or seen in usual BDSM, um, kind of kinky uh, sessions. Um, I hope that was clear. If there is something that you feel is not super clear, let me know and I will extend on that a little bit more. <laughs> Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus 
protein, and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good, and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family, and we all walked to the lake, and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and, of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low-quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C-O. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. If someone's listening and they're curious about exploring using rope with their partner, I know you mentioned there's lots of communities doing that. Is that really the best way to start or can is there a way for them to start at home? Um, and how can they maybe talk to their partner about introducing this as well. Okay, so maybe start with how to talk with a partner and then I will give some actionable insights on how to start in a way that is safe because safety is really important here. Yeah. So the way to open up about it with a partner, like about everything else, is simply having a conversation about it. Now, a very important thing, not only, especially in conversations, it has to do with sexuality, but in general, things that involve some emotions or some vulnerable shares, it's very important to find what I call low-stake environments to have these conversations. Because a lot of times, 
And people will have these conversations in the middle of lovemaking or while they are in bed about to make love or when their partner is preoccupied with something else or stressed about something. And it is, it's just going to set you up for, for disaster. And so the best thing that you can do is, first of all, find a place that is low stake. So when you're both calm and relaxed and maybe having a glass of wine um, or even go just going to your partner and asking him, hey, is it a good time for you to talk right now? Maybe something I want to share with you. Let's find a time that is, you know, that you're free and you have time for that. And finding these spaces of time in the busy busyness of life to have a, an open and honest and relaxed discussion about these topics. And once you found that time, Start with simply sharing what you experience. A very good place to start from is sharing, first of all, how much you already enjoy the things that you do love and enjoy with your partner. And then go into some things that you perhaps are curious to introduce into your dynamic and ask your partner, how do they feel about that? Now, it's very rare that when you present things in that way, like, hey, I wanted and I'm curious to explore this rope that I saw. It looks really beautiful for me. And I thought that introducing that can help us connect even deeper to each other and create or explore new levels of pleasure together. What do you think? It's very rare that a partner that loves you will not be into that. Now, when it comes to actually finding a way to start, safety is a key word here. Because in all of these things that include power dynamics and sexuality in general, safety is a key, key, key element. And so I would not recommend just buying some rope and starting to tie things up because you can create damage. You don't know what you're doing. So very, very good thing to start is either buying some rope, proper rope, that its utility is for bondage, so a special rope that you can buy. You can find it online. If you buy Shibari rope, buy, purchase, order, you can find a bunch of this online. And then go and start with beginner's tutorials. There are a lot of courses, one of which, and by the way, I don't work with them and I don't, I'm not affiliated with them, but I benefited a lot from them. So you can start from there. It's called shibaristudy.com. They're an incredible school. Um, it's all online, incredible high quality. And you can start from beginner, beginner, beginner rope and go up to very advanced suspension stuff and with time. So if you have a willing partner, I think it's like a $25 or something subscription for a month. It's a good place to start with. Um, and this is where I would start. That's Shivari? It's shibaristudy.com. It's A-S-H-I-B-A-I study. Dot com. Got it. Yeah, we'll have a link in the show notes to that. I'm definitely curious. And yeah, it's important, you know, obviously to do the safe, to release the shame around it and talking to your partner about it. And yeah, if you're just looking to spice up your long-term relationship, sex life, this is something definitely to explore, to help create that polarity, to help create some novelty, something different. It might not be something you guys dive into Absolutely. and you're in the community and you're like just doing it every, you know, once a week. It could be just once a month or once every couple months to create something new because it is so easy to 
to fall into a routine and patterns. And this is something definitely useful and interesting how it can be erotic in a turn on to have just novelty. You might not be into the, the power dynamics and all that, but then the power dynamics, certainly it's another level of the experience. What have you found most appealing through your exploration of it? And is it something that you find some people really get into and some it's just like an occasional date night thing? How do you look at it? I mean, it's everybody have their own unique sexual expression. There is no blueprint. And this is something that I think is the most beautiful about it. You know, there is no one way or one script to live your relationship and to live your life and to live your sexual life. You know, it's about experimenting and exploring with an open, in an open and playful mind and finding what works for you. But I think especially, and if the listeners, or a lot of the listeners are couples, especially for people who find that after a while relationships become stagnant as they do. And it's a very natural thing. And it's totally okay. But reintroducing, you know, keeping the attraction, keeping the passion, keeping the polarity alive is an active act. It's not, it's, it's, it's something that you do. It's something that you consistently do. It's not something to just stay there as some people, you know, expect. And part of that doing is, explore together new things all the time, reintroducing things and figuring out, do we like it? Do we don't like it? Do we like it like that? Do we like it like that? Um, and bondage is one of these that can really, really, really add a lot of beauty and new levels of pleasure and eroticism to your sex life. And as a result of that, to every other aspect of your relationship, because the way we express ourselves sexually is how we experience everything else. I agree. And yeah, just start, you know, it can be intimidating, scary, there's shame around it. But unless you do it, you can read and think about it as as much as you want. But you really got to take that leap. And you certainly did. And coming from a, a background where it was sinful to even masturbate. And, and that's why I think it's such an inspiring story, because there's a lot of hope for people that might not have come from that background, but still feel the shame. And it's like, hey, you can break through that. You've given us some great tools to do it and explore and it's okay. And that's an important thing for all of us to internalize and it can help us personally and certainly in our relationships. So you've all, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your story and sharing this valuable information. Before we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with or maybe something that you'd like to emphasize and let our listeners know where they can find you online and then we'll say goodbye. First of all, thank you so much for having me, taking the time for asking these beautiful questions and getting these beautiful answers out of me. Um, it was a really pleasure to be here. Thank you for everybody who is listening. Um, I have nothing special to say, but just sending you a token of love. And I hope that wherever you are, whatever you are experiencing, we are experiencing pretty uncertain times um, and people are experiencing a lot of pressure and stress. So all I want is to send you love and remind you that you are love and that everything is beautiful. And if people want to find me, I'm most I'm active on all social medias, but I'm most active on TikTok. So Yuvalman.s. 
Um, my website also, yuvalman.com. So yuval, Y-U-V-A-L-M-A-N.com. You can find all of my, all of my, my podcast and my content and blog. And if you want to dive deeper, a lot of recon there. And yeah, we're happy to be in touch. Thanks so much, Yuval. And our listeners can find all the links from today's show in the show notes and at idopodcast.com. And thanks again for coming on the show. Absolutely. My pleasure. Have a beautiful day. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, and while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.